Amen. Well, youth and uh, Flip are staying in service today. So without um, further ado, let's uh, welcome Bob to the pulpit. Hey, good morning. Praise the Lord. Wow, what a start. Right on? That was a ton. Holy cow, was it? Man, they didn't come to play around today. I think I'm going to use this too, if that's all right with everybody. So um, let's go to uh, if I need to move this because it's ringing a little bit, let me know. Do I need to move over? Move it back? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Do I need to just stand up there or something? All right, here we go, man. Let me give you some, a couple things the Lord has given me and try to use technology to do it. Second uh, Kings chapter 12. Um, the Lord, you know, this has been a, a tremendous year. A lot, of, a lot of stuff going down. Man, oh, man. Fighting with all we got to maintain what the Lord has called us into. And it has been a handful. But thank God. So this is what the Lord... I'm going to preach to me today. And you can stick around if you want. But I'm going to change this situation real quick here. I'm going to move over. Is that all right? I'm so easy to get along with. Not only pretty, but easy to get along with. Thank you. I just don't like being way up there. I'm afraid of heights. I don't even like widths either. That is so funny. For this early in the morning, that is a hilarious joke. <laughs> because this is the crack of dawn for me. Mark, what's going on? I need to talk to you, cat. All right. It's good to see a lot of you, most of you. <laughs> that, that was funny as well. <laughs> in the seventh year of Jehu, Joash became king and reigned in Jerusalem 40 years. His mother's name was Zibia. She was from Beersheba. And Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all the years that Yehoadah was the priest instructed him. The high places, however, were not removed. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. And Joash said to the priest, collect all the money that is brought as sacred offerings to the temple of the Lord and collect. Uh, to the temple of the Lord, the money collected in the census, the money received from personal vows, and the money brought voluntarily to the temple, which I thought was funny because it begs the question, was there money involuntarily brought to the temple? Uh, let the priest receive the money from one of the treasurers, then use it to repair whatever damage is found in the temple. But the, by the 23rd year of King Joash, the priest still had not repaired the temple. And therefore, King Joash summoned Jehoadadah, uh, the priest, and, he, and, and the other priests, and asked him, why aren't you repairing the damage done to the temple? Take no more money from your treasures, but hand it over for the repairing of the temple. And the priests agreed that they would not collect any more money from all the people that, that they would not repair that they would not repair the temple themselves. And Jehoiada, the priest, took a chest and bored a hole in its lid and placed it beside the altar on the right side as one enters the temple of the Lord. The priest guarded the entrance, uh, uh, put... 
the priests who guarded the entrance put into the chest all the money that was brought to the temple of the Lord. Whenever they saw there was large enough amount of the money in the chest, the royal secretary and high priest came, counted the money that had been brought into the temple of the Lord and put it into bags. And when the amount had been determined that they had given the money, the men appointed to supervise the work of the temple. With it, they paid uh, those who worked on the temple of the Lord, the carpenters, the builders, the masons, and the stone cutters, they purchased timber and blocks of dressed stone for repair of the temple of the Lord and met all other expenses restoring the temple. The money brought into the temple was not spent for making silver basins, wick trimmers, sprinkling bowls, trumpets, or any other articles um, uh, of gold or silver for the Lord. All right, let me give you just a few things. Um, this message is really big on me. I'm working it out in me uh, right now. Uh, Joash, this king, his name means he was given by God. Yehoiada, the one I'm having such trouble with. What a great name. If I ever had a kid, wouldn't that be great? Yehoiada Shrekengast. <laughs> right? You know those, uh, you know those uh, tests you fill out at school? The ones where you fill them circles in? Dude, that would be a riot if his name was all that. That's not funny to you? It's really funny to me. <laughs> that and a, or a boy named Sue. How do you do? Verse, that's right. <laughs> Joash, verse 2, Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. All the years of Yahadah. Trucking us, that the priest instructed him. Yahoada, it means Jehovah or Yehovah knows. So the one sent by God was in relationship with the one who knows Jehovah. You know, being in relationship with priests is so important. Folk in your life that know how to get a hold of God is vital. No man can be an island. I spend a lot of time alone. But, you know, I've got two or three friends that pray. They just know how to pray. And I love to just get in the floor and seek the Lord together. It's just a mess. You know what I mean? It, it, well, it's, we're like, well, let's get together for a few minutes. And uh, you know better than to give me something with a switch on I don't know what to tell you.
Right, thanks. I really felt like I was doing really well right there without that. But see, I feel so much more powerful with this. No doubt the, the power it exudes from me now. <laughs> so check it out. Uh, this guy used to preach on grace, and he would use an acrostic, G-R-A-C-E. See how I spell that out? Cleveland Public Schools, cat. I'm in a pocket this morning. God's riches at Christ's expense. I thought that was the greatest. That kept me for years. And um, I know some cats, their grace got different than the grace. I, I, don't, I don't know how you do here. I can tell by the way you worship that you're lovers of God. I love coming here, man. It just pours over me. I always come prepared to play and do something. But I just get so lost in what you're doing, I forget what I was going to do. <laughs> so thankfully, most times I come without a plan to do anything. So grace is not the right to go do what you want to do, and somebody will pray you through Sunday morning. I can't live like that, cat. I just... I got a higher call in my life. I want to raise the bar, not lower it. I've been to the meetings where they're like, anybody out there want to get saved if you just bat your right eye? If you'd wiggle your pinky toe right now, Jesus will see you. I'm about confess your sin. Get on your knee. Confess your sin. Whether you do it, just get it out. But, uh, hey, Jesus, that's not going to get it, cat. Confess he is Lord. Get your, get your stuff right. You know, grace isn't the right to go do what you want. It's the power to do what you ought to do. It makes you strong enough to hang in there and get it right. Keep it right. And when you fall, dust your knees off. Get in touch with your priest. Get in touch with folk that have been in touch with God and hear from the Father. Let the Lord do what he wants to do. This guy had a call on his life. He's a great man of God. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. But verse 3 says, he left the high places intact. Now this is a mess. You know, in my, my family tree, it's a little nutty, a little fruity, a little leafy, you know. And uh, you know, a lot of you know my story. I'm not going to go through all that, but. There's a, there's a lot of drug use and alcohol abuse and all that in the family tree. So, you know, that's a high place that's got to come down. I can't allow that to own me. Like, you know, if you have a problem with alcohol, the last place you need to be trying to minister is at the bar. Now, me, the last place I need to be preaching is at the Dairy Queen. Because as you can see, I'm eating my way through some stuff, and I'm doing my best. I told this one guy, I said, man, when I get nervous, I eat. He goes, you've been, you've been pretty nervous, haven't you? <laughs> I'm like, sure, sure, sure. None of this stuff can own you, though. You just can't let the mess you're in now be your life statement. The Father's not done. The work he started in you, he's faithful to complete. No matter how much I mess it up, he's good to complete it in me. Hallelujah. He's got to remove some high places. There's some things that have got to get out of the way. 
or else people are going to start continue offering sacrifice to the false god. So I was doing some work the other day in the New Testament. I, I know where it's at. I know that most folk don't think I do know where it's at, but I do. I have found it. And um, I was reading about when Jesus broke it down to Peter. And he's like, well, who do you say I am? He said, well, some say you're this, that, and the other. Peter, who do you say I am? And he's over in Caesarea Philippi. And he's standing there where the god Pan is being worshipped. And they're burning incense and the... They would slice animals all up and throw them in this cave called the gates of hell. And if the blood came out, there was a river underneath the ground. And they thought it was the gods of the underworld. Boogity, boogity. <laughs> and that if we throw it down in there and that blood comes out, that means they didn't receive it. But if we don't see any blood, that means we're going to be okay. And have you heard the pan flute? You heard that term? This is where this comes from. And they had this huge monument to Pan there. And there, Jesus is saying this, and it's all rock. And he's standing on these rocks, and they're offering up incense and slicing animal throats, throwing them into this cave called the Gates of Hell. And he says, Peter, who do you say I am? Peter's like, Dr. Christ, the Son of the living God. It came out of him so fast, Jesus knew, Peter, that's not you talking. You got it right. You know, that's when Jesus knows, right? Because I said what he wanted me to say. He's like, you're in touch with the Spirit, right? I didn't give you me. I gave you thee. And he says, yeah, and upon that rock, that I am the one that's going to break you out of this. The gates of hell. That false worship. That false high place is not going to prevail. And all these years later, Pan's got a flute and Jesus has a throne. You know, you can chase folk and you can chase money and chase anointings. When I was a kid, I used to chase, you know, uh, I loved uh, different ministries. When I first got saved, Kenneth Copeland was one of the first people to ever help us. I was from the inner city of Cleveland and have, we didn't have a lot of money, you know, and um, and I was wanting those tapes. Man, I'd, I'd hear these people talking about it. And Copeland would just send us boxes in the inner city. And so for years, I tried to be Kenneth Copeland. You know, well, glory to God. You know, I would, <laughs> I'd do my best Copeland. Then for years, I was Bishop Jake. You know, get ready, get ready, get ready. You know? And then I was, I was Joyce Meyer for a while. <laughs> I'm working that out still. <laughs> and all those things, sis. Are, are just to, it's just because we believe in someone, what someone else is carrying more than we believe what the Father has deposited in us. And it is the relationship with priests and pastors and folk that have made it through the other side that's going to bring you through. So like, you know, I love to swim. I'll be cannonballing little kids too. Ba-boom. And um, I was swimming and Cat was sitting on the side there and I'm just chilling out, you know, and just backstroking. And I was chilling, and the cat goes, you're doing that wrong. This guy's sitting in a chair. I'm like, I'm talking to you all of a sudden, guy. You know me. The cat says, you're doing that wrong. I said, oh, why don't you come show me? Old boy says, I don't swim. I just sits here and complains about folk that do. See, you can't learn to swim from a man that ain't never tried. 
And you can't get a breakthrough from a man who hadn't had a failure. And you got to learn that, man, when you're sticking around folk that are still hanging in there, regardless of how many times you've skinned your knee on it, we just keep getting back up. You can't keep us down. The gates of hell and of false worship, they're just not going to prevail against us. I cannot leave that altar intact. I cannot allow someone to be worshiping a person. You know, um, so from time to time we'll prophesy and time to time. Like today, we could have sang to the Lord all day. It was in the room to do it. It was in the room to do it. And um, it just was here to do but there, there's just so much going on in the spirit that you, you know, I felt like I needed. They took us so far. I would have just messed it up, I'm sure, playing gospel tuba or something, which many of you don't know about, but it's a whole new thing. Verse 4, we're almost done. As far as you know, it's almost over. Verse 4, Joash said to the priests, collect all the money that's brought into the temple the money collected in the, uh, in the census, the money received from personal vows, and the money brought voluntarily to the temple. Let every priest receive money from one of the treasures. Then use it to repair whatever, uh, repair whatever damage is done to the temple. All right. I don't know why this is on me. But offerings, you know, that are designated. So if you're in ministry, I'd really like to just give you something great. Um, if you're in ministry and someone gives you an offering... To plant petunias. Spend that money on those petunias. Do what that thing has been designated for. You say, but God, I really got this over here. No, no, no. Do what that money was sent for. Honor the folk that sent it and the God that sent it. And get that thing done that God sent to you. Now, one night I had driven all night. I was in, uh, I don't know, somewhere in in the middle of the States, and I had a meeting in Linton, Indiana. Do you know where that's at? No. Right, me neither. And, but I was, I was there, and um, I, I roll in there, and I'd driven like 10, 12 hours. I'd gone through the night. I get, I get there, and there, there's, there's like uh, five people, five adults, and three or four kids there. And uh, the next morning, my father, who was very sick, he has since passed, but was in a, a nursing home. And he, um, he uh, was really sick. We owed a lot of money. We didn't have no, uh, what do you call uh, insurance? Yeah. See, that's, I don't even know how to say it, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, so I got, I got up that night. And I'm like, I told the pastor, I'm like, Q, I said, I think uh, I, I really need a miracle here tonight. And uh, the, he says, well, Bob, if you need to go ahead and go, because Dab is in Pennsylvania. And the Lord spoke to me that night, if you take care of my people, I'm going to take care of your, your people. You can never look at the size of the crowd. You must always be focused on the cloud, not the crowd. Since that night I was in that meeting and man, they passed the offering. I, it was one of those meetings where like there was so few people, I prophesied over everybody three times. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just to make it go till 7.30. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> so folk, you know, would be like, wow, you guys really got out early, you know. Well, he gave us three words. We would have been here at 7.05. <laughs> Funny like that I am. And so uh, this pastor, I go, dude, I'm going to the house to shower. 
because I got to drive to Pennsylvania. And I, my dad was being removed from this assisted living center because we were so far behind on medicine and on uh, the room rate. I owed $28,000. And uh, yeah, that's broke, no joke, cat. So I, I said to the pastor, I said, just you're going to have to send me the check, you know, whatever it is. So I got to roll. So he calls me. I get out of the shower. He calls me. He goes, you, you got to come back up here. There's a check made out to you that you need to sign, and then we'll put it in the offering. And I says, um, bro, I got to go. He goes, you need to come back up here. So I roll back up there. He goes, could you sign this for me? And it was a check for $30,000. And this lady says to me, she hands me this check, and she says, um, now I want you to buy a what do you call Winnebago with this? I said, I can't take this check. And the pastor, you know, he just about go potty, you know. He's like, no, no, he, that's not what he means. <laughs> that's what he said. That's not what he means. I'm like, no, I can't take this because I, I can't buy a Winnebago with this. And I, and I have a need that is so big. And she said, well, brother, if you need something that is better or going to mean more to you than that Winnebago, I took that check back. I said, get that thing to the bank before she changed her mind. I rolled down there to that um, nursing home, and those cats were like, well, you, you know you got to get your dad out of here, and I brought them that check. I said, if you let me put this in the bank, I'll write you yours right now. It's just going to take a few days to clear. In my account, it's going to take more than a few days to clear. <laughs> Cat, I threw that thing in there, and they were like, what? And I told, the, I told the old man, I said, Dad, let's go get a steak, you know, which is baloney fried. That's how we do steaks. <laughs> when the Lord sent me money, um, I, was, I was stuck in a, a town uh, near Buffalo uh, not long ago, and I was, it, the money had just dried up in the meeting. And the, a group called me from Prince Edward Island, Canada, and said, uh, we have an offering we're going to send you. Because I had been playing downtown Cleveland. You know that you've heard that story of those girls that were, had been kidnapped for a decade and how they're. So I'd been playing and a, a couple things going on there. And that's some of my people is their niece, um, uh, Gina. And so, so I went to play this big block party, but I didn't have enough money to get there. And I'd been throwing all my money into trying to get these girls settled and get things going and help their families. And this church wires me $1,700. And I'm like, oh, man. And they go, now this money is for them girls. And I went, oh, man. <laughs> you know, the Lord, he knows what he's doing. So I needed that 1700 But God had it going somewhere else. Integrity is when you could do what you want to do and no one else would know what you did. But you do what you should do anyway. I know this ain't the kind of message I usually do, right? But I am trying to raise the bar. And I'm hungry for what the Lord said. Now, since we already got the offering, I wouldn't tell this until we got the offering. But <laughs> the other night, I was going back to Linton, of all places, where we don't know where it's at. But... Um, we, I was going back there, and the highway was, uh, I-70 was shut down. Imagine that. And um, uh, I, I, I got a uh, GPS in the vehicle. And so 
I'm like, I got off this road, and it took me down all these back roads, and I roll into this town. Actually, excuse me, I was on my way to Carlisle, Indiana, and uh, I was stuck in Linton Flat Broke. Busted flat in Baton Rouge, Janis Joplin. And um, so I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I knew I didn't have enough money to get there, but I knew that God called me to go. And if he's not God over the gas tank, he just can't be God. And if we can't trust him with our gas, we can't trust him at all. I mean, faith's got to be faith, ridiculous faith. Ridiculous faith is what we got to have to move into this next season. And so, Pastor, I, I uh, went digging through the car. I mean, I found some, like a peanut, an old lifesaver, which you need after the peanut. And... Um, hilarious that I'm on my game this morning already. <laughs> you understand that 10, 10 o'clock comes at my house once a day, right? The P and the M, all right? So this is a real move of God. I, I beckoned, I pleaded, please do me a night service. Remember we met in that coffee shop? I said, can't we do something like after noon? Just like, please, the, please. Oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Liar! I'm blessed to be here. I love this place. I really do. It's just you wash over me, your friendship, your kind people, the way you worship, just thank God. So I, I get together, a pastor, like $2.80. Now, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I got $2.80 for the change. And I go inside this chummy's store, and I'm like, what am I going to do? And it dawns on me, I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. I've never bought a lottery ticket. I don't know how. Now, I would not tell this before to offer it because you think I'm a bad boy. They're canceling checks right now, Pastor T. Shrekin' gosh, forget you. My money on the lottery. So I don't know. Mark, I don't know how to buy, do the lottery thing. And there's got a big thing in the thing in a thing. You know what I'm talking about? And so... I, I says, well, what do I do? She goes, you pick numbers. I said, well, how, when do I get my money? She's like, if you win, you know her, right? If you win, it's next week Wednesday. I'm like, woman, what's wrong with you? I can't do that. She goes, well, these, if you win, we pay you right away, she said to me. So I go right to tongue. Now, you know I got to preach. I got to prophesy. I know you don't like this, but I'm here to tell you the truth. I'd like to tell you, angels came down and picked me up. <laughs> Floated my fat behind down there. I preached and prophesied. They gave me a million dollars. I took a jet home. Feet don't fail me now. But that ain't how it went down. I'm looking at a thing of Starburst. <laughs> you see, if I, if I go down, I'm not going to be one of them preachers on the front page of the paper coming out of some seedy hotel with a woman going like this. I'm going to be coming out of like, after I told you I was on a fast, coming out of Dairy Queen. I got blizzard on my cheek. I'm not Bob, I'm Rob, I'm his brother. I'm talking about integrity. 
It, it hurts me to tell you about this. So I'm looking at them Starbursts I hadn't eaten a minute. I mean, I'm literally a minute, you can tell. I'm going like a Macy's float up here. I'm just trying to get through it, man. Y'all pray. I'm trying to get through it. And uh, so I, I prayed. I said, I'll take the third ticket. She looks at me like, fool, you can't have the third one. You get the next one. I'm like, I just told you I ain't never done this, woman. You're lucky you behind that plastic. You know what I mean? I'll shut my come on you. So I said, well, how do we do this? She says, well, you could buy all three. And I'm like, Shabbat, come on. Shabbat, I'm waiting for it to multiply. You know, that kind of thing. So I do feel like the Lord told me this. I, I hate it that it comes out like this. I wish I could tell you. I've had these other crazy great things that you would go, oh, he's a good boy. But this is not one of them. Woo. I go, all right, I wait. She says, so a guy comes in and buys one. And here comes this lady, and she does one of these. She's one of them people that buy, you know, like you're standing there for a half hour behind this woman. And she's like, give me two of them. I'm like, she goes, no, just one. And then, you know, it goes on forever. Finally, I'm sweating bullets, you know. And I got my change. It was only $2, so I'm looking for what can I buy for 80 cents, you know, bubblicious, you know, I'm going to get my chew on. And so uh, she gives me this ticket, and I start scratching. And it's 50 bucks. And you know, you'd have thought I was mean. I want, <clears throat> you know, like that. I've seen the hand of God when you do what's right. One night I wrecked my truck. I hit a deer. Cat, I'm talking about the one that grandma got run over by in that song. I hit that one, and it destroyed my Jeep. It wasn't nothing left. Like I had, my head was just, glasses broke, tires was flat, and it was awful. So a few days later, one of the businesses that I'm speaking into prophetically, Cat says, well, let's roll down here. I'm going to get you a car. I was like, shut my car. And they pull me up to the Cadillac dealership. Now, you know I'm thinking that Ashton Kutcher's going to jump out with a camera or something. And I'll punch him in the nose, you know, in love. And uh, I'm like, oh, come on. We started looking around. He said, no, we're going in the showroom. I've never been in the showroom. Never even been to party inside the showroom. We go in there. Cat says, what do you want? I, I, we start looking at these things. That, that cat bought me a brand new jet black Cadillac Escalade Platinum. Now, I'm flat broke. I was staying at, you know what Super 8 Hotel is? Okay, this was just eight. Spell A-T-E. <laughs> so that's funny. I know you think, what is this church? This is all you get. This here is discount prophecy. <laughs> that $5,000 a night guy, he didn't, couldn't come. So, Did you get me, I get you. I don't know why we're Puerto Rican all of a sudden there. I come from a long line of Puerto Rican families around me. So, so man... I'm like, we go to get that thing, and it's shining, and they pull it around the corner. 
my eyes so big, I'm crying, I'm thanking Jesus, you know, and I'm, I'm broke. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to have to ask this guy for $20 to put in this gas tank. Because, you know, I'm that kind of hillbilly. You buy me a brand new vehicle. And I said, can you spot me a 20 cat? Because I... <laughs> I do you like that. Because this is all by faith. All of it is. Old boy rolls up. He goes, here you go, Mr. Schreckabacher. <laughs> you know? He throws me the keys. We just washed it, waxed it, and filled it up with gas. And when he said that, I go, ah! You know? <laughs> now, the dude just bought me this... You know, right? And I'm all out in tongues because, hallelujah, I got a full tank of gas. You know what I mean? We can't eat, but I'll be turning corners the rest of the day. What are you talking about? I'm talking about I brought down the false idol of being owned by poverty or money. I've been, I've been good. I've been poor. I've, been, I've had it together. I've lost it all. But I've learned in whatever state I'm in, Therein I am content and that God's going to deliver me into the next. I know when he sends it, I wish I could learn how to save it. But can't I just know how to give it? And there's such joy in that. I know that that money has been meant. And what the Lord is calling me now into is time to repair this temple. It's time to repair the temple. I, you know, I pray that over all of us. We've done so much for other folk. Not laying up treasures, you know, but man, I'm saying it's time for me to repair my temple. Get my health back in line and get my stuff right and my thinking right. And, you know, stay on the road. I stay on the road. You know, I've run that, I've run that uh, warranty, 50,000 mile warranty out in just over a year. Because this is what we do. I mean, you know, I got three black shirts, two pair of jeans and a box of ho-hos and we're on the road. And let's just see what Jesus will do. And we just get going with what God's going to do. He's going to make it up down the road. The Lord is speaking to me at this time. It's time to take care of the temple. It's time for those of us who have been in ministry and set people free and getting other working with folk. It's time for us to get something poured in and sit with priests that will pour into us. Get up underneath stuff, you know, that I don't get to go to the same church every week because... A lot of times I'm on the road, and it's just easier to stay out there than it is to drive home and drive back out. So I'm going to meetings, you know, all over the place. And, and we have to do the things that put us in a spot where we're not ministering out of deficit. We have to do the things that put us in the spot where we're praying in the Spirit. I, I can't stress this enough. Romans 8, 27, and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes with, for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Let me shut this down here. The will of God. When I don't know what I should pray. I just pray in the Spirit. I don't know what to do. Just pray in tongues. Oh, God, it's up to you how you're going to do this. One night I was stuck in Canton, Ohio. I got more stories about being broke down and set free than you can imagine. Well, one more, as far as you know. Uh, I was in front of this place, Gary's All-American Tire. The Lord, had, I was ministering in uh, Catanning, Pennsylvania, and I had uh, a band with me then. I was out on the road with a band, just brilliant. I was making $12 a week, and I hired a band. And so they were from Michigan, and so uh, we left from Michigan 
and to, uh, went to Pennsylvania, and then we were going somewhere else, and I said, you guys, meet me there. God spoke to me to go to Canton, Ohio. I went to Canton, Ohio, and the Lord uh, told me I would just drove around until I found this place, Gary's All-American Tire, and I felt like the Lord told me, get out and walk around. So I just got out and walked around and waited on God. The police kept coming by. I would, you know, what am I going to do? I just, hey, you know, you look, you know, I, I do. I look like I should be locked up a lot of times when you're doing that. You know, you're just waiting around for something, waiting around. I've seen it happen over and over and over, just waiting on God. And the Lord, you know, the police said, hey, man, what are you doing? I said, you're, this is going to sound weird, but I'm waiting on God. They're like, yeah, not here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've heard that over and over. And that's usually your key that you're about to have your miracle. Just before the handcuffs or just after the handcuffs get on you. <laughs> but I look good in an orange jumpsuit. You should see me. And so I go in the back and there's all these tires at Gary's All-American Tire. And the Lord tells me to reach down in the, I feel like to reach in this tire. Now I'm a clean hoodlum. Understand me. Washy, washy, clean. I don't, I just, and I'm down in there, bro, and I'm like, ugh. And, and all of a sudden, I feel something. I'm like, if this is a rat, you know what I mean? I am going to freak out. Bro, I pull it up, and it's a wad of money. Like this. The dope man. That's where he keep his stash down in there. I got this wad of money you can't fit in your pocket. I didn't bother saying, did anybody lose this? I was throwing tires, cat, left and right. One night the Lord sent me, I was in Cleveland, and the Lord sent me, I want you to go to the Clevelander Motel in Miami. And, you know, when you do what's right with the money that God sent you, and you tear down the false idol, God's going to take care of you down the road. I don't know why I'm in this so heavy today. God sent me there. I walked in front of that Clevelander Motel. I was just walking. It was so hot. I had a little Corolla. And I just had this thing packed, guitar and clothes, and I was had jeans on, and I was, I remember complaining, brother, to the Lord, I don't even have cruise control, you know, I was going on out, you know, and I started thinking about Jesus walking all over, you know, here I am, I don't have cruise, turn the air up, you know, I get down there, and I'm walking around, this is the first night that I started wearing blue jeans and black shirt, I was probably, I don't know, 19 or so, 20 maybe, and uh, I turned 50 this year, can you believe what? Thank you. I don't know what to do about that. And so um, I was walking around in front of that thing, and this guy comes up to me, and he goes, are you Bob? And I went, yes. And he hands me an envelope. There's like, I don't know, there's a couple thousand dollars in this envelope. He turns around and walks away. I go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. I says, uh, how did you know I was Bob? He goes, because Jesus told me to come to this hotel and look for a fat man named Bob wearing a black shirt and blue jeans. And I went, even Jesus calls me fat. <laughs> Girls that like me say he's, he's stout, he's cute. You know what I mean? You get that. But Jesus gets right to it. Come on, let's stand up. I want to bless you. So I was really taken with this lady today.